in, kid. Welcome to the Very Bad Baptist Explosion Apples After Show, breaking down, discussing, and reviewing each episode of the Disney Plus original Star Wars series, The Bad Batch. My name's Don Blight, joining me, Ashley Hodley. Hey, John, excited to be here because good soldiers follow orders. Wait, you said that like a robot. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, so this week's episode, Chapter 3, Replacements, directed by Nathaniel Vill- Villeneuve. That's the same person as last week, I think, too, right? Or am I just... Well, one, it's Villeneuve. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, no, by last week was Stuart Lee. Okay. Maybe they co-directed. Like, they co-directed the first, the first episode, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, I swear I've seen this person's name. Uh, written by Matt Mishnoffitz, Mich- Mishnoffitz, who I think did some work on, um, no, not Clone Wars, Resistance, um, Resistance. That's the one. Yep. Um, but this ser- weirdly, I'm discovering, and this show as this show continues, even though it's like a sequel to the Clone Wars, it seems a lot of the, uh, I mean, other than being created by Dave Filoni, a yep. lot of the people working on it haven't actually come over from Clone Wars they've come over from Resistance um, Resistance not even Rebels Resistance so um, it's interesting uh, alright well, so well when you think about it it's probably the Rebels team went and worked on Clone Wars the final season whilst Resistance yeah. moved over to the Bad Batch you know the animation team and everything yes you assume yeah yes that's what I, I assume yes um, synopsis for this week's episode nothing exciting the Bad Batch gets stuck on the desolate moon Good job, Star Wars. Um, what was your overall thoughts? On this I would say episode? good, good, good job, Disney Plus. That's pretty. They're pretty standard. Yeah, uh, descriptions the, the, the for one everything. sentence crap for every Disney Plus show they put out. Um, at least it's not copy pasta like uh, the Marvel <laughs> shows. So, no. Yeah, what was your overall thoughts on this week's episode? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was it's a step up from what last week's episode was. I get the feeling that maybe this was meant to be the second episode, but they decided to put like a like a bit of a filler episode or like that, not like a filler episode, but like a, maybe a bit of a gap between this episode and the first episode. Cause this one was a bit darker, um, thematically wise and like <laughs> visually as well. Um, so maybe just to give people a bit more, uh, time to get used to the bad batch, uh, just because obviously they, they finally deal with crosshair turning on them from the first episode, which they didn't, mention or discuss at all like last episode but yeah i thought it was really good obviously getting a look at what crosshair is doing separate to the bad batch uh you know and then omega getting to be show she's her worth a little bit as well yeah i mean on the whole filler thing i would say you you can't have this episode without last week solely because of the whole omega uh like them having that whole yeah. you can stay with us moment. Like this work does this week's episode That's true. with Hunter saying you can come out and hunt ha ha with me. Yeah, doesn't Just really work about that, I guess. But yeah, um, his name yeah, shouldn't this, be Tracker, really. Well, I think Hunter just sounds it does a bit more badass, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I thought this episode was great. It's <laughs> as I've wrote down here. Um, my like first note was simply just after last week's episode, this was a lot darker and sure isn't doing the slow build out of being a kid show that Star Wars animation usually <laughs> does. Because that's what um, the Clone Wars and Rebels and even Resistance, I guess, even though it was only two two seasons, like all of them have this thing where, you know, you try and suggest someone to watch the Clone Wars and Rebels and they're like, 
oh, but it's a kid's show. Like, I don't want to watch a Star Wars kid's show. And you're like, yeah, okay, well, you stick around for like a season or two and then next second people are getting their heads nearly lopped off, basically. But um, this show, they're like three episodes in and we... I would say... I mean, it's not the darkest scene that I've seen in Star Wars animation, but I honestly feel like the slaughter of the partitions or whatever they're called, like, you know, in yep. um, Rogue One, people's Sorgeros yeah. group, yeah, they're like the partitions or whatever. Um, the slaughter of them was probably one of the straight up darkest things they've probably shot in animation because usually they cut away. Like, um, I think if they was to do that in Clone Wars, it would, it would show the close-up of them it would show maybe a shot of the guns as they're about to fire and it would fade right to the next scene and you would kind of know what's gone down but in this you don't see them being burnt or whatever but you the fact you hear the flamethrower start up the fact you hear the blasters being shot well yeah you um, actually watch them fire on them don't you uh well you see one get shot in the back uh as they're running towards the ship you see the dude in the ship get straight up shot through the chest um, so even all that, like seeing people, oh, even real that, people, not, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like even all that. Cause usually in Star Wars, it's like, you can show droids being killed, but you can't show people, uh, real people being shot. And the, yeah, the fact you see someone get straight up shot through the back, shot through the, the chest as they try and take off. And then the fact, yeah, at the end, you never see, you don't see them being burnt alive. Cause that would probably be a lot, but you hear the, the flame troopers start up the flames so you know what's happening i mean yeah i think that's like it's, it's fucked up really as much as as much as we joke about the uh the uh um bad descriptions that's probably this more adults orientated direction plus these sort of darker things are probably because it's on disney plus it doesn't need to be on a kids channel where they're trying to get you in the first couple of episodes so get yeah. the kids invested so they want to watch uh, constantly, it's more about whatever the story Dave Filoni wants I to tell. I guess it so. is it's rated PG, but I think Clan Wars was too, I guess. But yeah, well, I, imagine I think so. maybe the other thing that they do that if any parents were to be like, I thought this was a kid's show, is it? it's not actually marketed on the Disney Plus Kids app. It only shows up on the adult or the normal one, whatever you want to call it. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, I mean, they're definitely not like trying to target it at young kids. <laughs> Even, even if that's what uh, Clone Wars animated, yeah. target, yeah, like well, I mean, Clone Wars the original show started as a definitely as a kids being the target audience. So yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so I, I I think this is the be- this is better than last week's episode, but I have enjoyed everyone so far. Um, we're obviously focusing on, and this episode focuses a lot on, um, uh, <laughs> what's his name, Sharpshooter. <laughs> Hot shot, uh, hit shot. Uh, Sharp, what did I say? Hip, hip, crosshair. Hip, crosshair, yeah. I remember it by episode 21. It's fine. Um, this episode focuses on Crosshair and I feel kind of officially confirmed somewhat unless they're sort of just playing around and teasing that, as I said, even the first episode or whenever it was, that he's sort of being part of the formation of the Death Troopers that we'll see know, like 10 years from now, like the proper ones, you know, like the ones that show up to kill mads in rogue one whatever that character's name is i forgot um you know like the, those sorts of death troopers he seems to be the the early formation of that and if they're not supposed to be and they're supposed to just be some new elite trooper they're doing a very bad job at separating because not only do they have the same 
black armor now, but they've got the same like colored visors and just the general tone of that group, or especially Crosshair, because obviously he he has like the the taller, lean body that the Death Troopers have, and he has the disregard for sympathy, human life, whatever you want to call it. You know, like he's just a hardened killer who actually hits people because that was the big difference of course it's like oh the death troopers they're the ones that'll actually shoot you whereas the stormtroopers they'll miss you know kind of thing so yeah um and then other than because that was really interesting seeing that group of humans or you know human stormtroopers being introduced by um i forgot the right down the character's name but the one i thought would come back you know i was talking last week oh that dude got credited um and that dude has come back so that, that makes sense admiral something or rather that i've forgot to look up as we're doing a remote podcasting but that's fine yeah. um <laughs> i'll find it in a second yeah admiral whatever his name is but yeah um his group of human clone troopers who he thinks are better than the clones and then you have the, the sort of this setup coming where it's like clone stormtroopers versus human clone uh stormtroopers i guess for like what what's better and what wins we know what wins, I guess, like because we know it's humans. By the time you get to uh, a new hope, or even rebels, I guess, or a new uh, rogue one, like any of that time period, is obviously clones have sort of been conditioned out by them. But this show is definitely telling the tale of the who, what, where, when, and why. Um, and it's definitely not because Crosshair isn't proving that clones can be good, because he is definitely what Tarkin wants, but. Not everyone is crosshair, obviously. The normal clones aren't crosshair, so they're not going to do the job that he wants to be done. Um, But also in that scene, it was just going back to how dark that scene was. Not only do they completely slaughter the partitions or whatever, they also... He just straight up shoots the who we thought was going to be introduced as a sort of lead and key character rival in that lead dude who he just says you know and that's like it's kind of a badass line for a bad guy but it was still badass line where he just turns around and says in that very dry dark tone that you know why they put me in charge because i'm willing to do what they get done. and but i thought i was going to get sick of it as being the sort of key tagline but um every time he says that good soldiers follow orders it like gets darker and darker every time yeah because <laughs> he says it at least once every episode now and i'm like oh god <laughs> you know like he's crosshair is actually becoming like quite a especially after this episode you're like that dude is like he's by the time he comes face to face with our heroes again you, you, i feel like you're going to be more scared like after seeing what he's done now and whatever else he does does throughout the season like he's just going to be a a scary you may fear he may kill a Bad Batch character, I guess. Like, a pro, a pro, one of the good guys. Yeah. I mean, they also kind of set it up where they, the Bad Batch are discussing that Crosshair's kind of being forced to do these things by the inhibitor chip. But is he being forced to be do, do it by the inhibitor chip? Or you know, yeah. is he doing it by I choice? Li- yeah, yeah, I liked the way they, the, they sort of had that very short conversation. I can't remember if it was Wrecker or Tech or who, like whoever said the... They had the back and forth there, but yeah, the way they yeah. not they didn't just solidify and put all the blame totally on the inhibited chip. Like it, it leaves open that conversation of, um, or who do you blame? Like, do you put if if someone is under the if one of these clones is under the inhibitor chip, is that okay? You know, when they come out, the, I don't know. Like, because which does fit in like a key sort of tone throughout Star Wars history has always been about, I guess, you know, the redemption of bad characters. 
you know, from and Vader was Vader was of course the the original one, so it does fit thematically for what Star Wars. Yep. And I mean, Dave Filoni created the show, and he very much, for good or bad, whatever, however you feel about, it, he very much likes to stick to following George Lucas's sort of blueprint for what is a Star Wars character, what is a Star Wars yep. tone, and all that sort of stuff. So. I mean, you do get um, that tiny glimpse that maybe he feels a little bit bad when they go back to, like, the Bad Batch. Or well, does he feel bad then? Or is he just I don't know. It's just, friends? like, it hints at, like, further emotion, like, more than just a soldier following the orders, like, looking at yeah. all the scratches on the wall and all the other guys taking the uh, bunks, that kind of stuff. So, that was, like, yeah, a nice little moment that could yeah. be, could play into things down the line. They definitely need to include scenes like that for uh, viewers to have any hope of, if they want to turn him back to being a good guy or, like, redeem that character, they need to include those scenes or else if you only have the scenes of him just slaughtering people and yep. not seeming to care, you'll be like, okay, well, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe, it, maybe the audience will just be like, no, nah, fuck that no, dude. can't just, come back. <laughs> how about you just kill him? Get rid of him. Um, all right, so let's, fo- let's talk a little bit about the other side, which- our main core cast, the the Bad Batch, which it feels weird to call them the Bad Batch considering they're the good guys in the episode and really <laughs> the Death Trooper squad is like the Bad Batch. I don't know. Anyway, uh, they had and they did stuff this episode, but it very much didn't seem like their side of the story was the focus. It seemed like um, it was they had like this sort of tangential story that did a little bit of building for Omega, I guess, and Hunter, but... Oh, and, and Bracker, which I'll touch on in a sec, because I think they're hinting at something there. But, yeah, so they just land on this abandoned moon, um, a spe- uh, like uh, a monster, which I forgot to double-check what they're called. But it was sti- something moon dragon. Yeah. Bloody... There's a Star Wars con things, dragons, and not dragons. Typical. Um, yeah, so they st- it steals, like, some battery from the ship, and then Hunter goes out to find it, obviously. Hunter gets Auto attacked. moon and, dragon. Like, Sorry. W- what a name. Uh, he gets, like knocked out or whatever and then uh, Omega takes his guns and goes off after it so I think like not only is it important to point out here that Omega who we don't know her age let's assume she's like somewhere around I don't know I've assumed she's like what 12 13 14 like maybe like what, what it's hard like? to tell in animation I want to yeah, say animation eight or nine, it hard, but yeah. really you reckon it's younger she's yeah. younger fucking I mean, either way, she's a a child, right? Yes. And I think the important thing that sort of differs this from, as I was talking about last week, the whole, like, Star Wars dad stories thing, is that this episode doesn't have the whole, oh, the, the child or the little girl got uh, in trouble or kidnapped by the monster, and then Hunter rescues her, and it's, like, this sort of bonding moment for the would-be father figure and, you know, like, that typical thing, which we've, we've seen happen before and instead hunter's the one that's knocked out and left hopeless and then she just picks up his his guns and and takes off and she proves without any practice as far as we're aware that she can track the monster um and then she also proves to be quite smart by figuring out that she doesn't need to shoot and kill the monster uh she the the monster just wanted light so she chucks at her uh torch and takes off with the battery so i'm tying this into what the Kamoans, Kamini, oh, I can never say it right. Kamininos? Oh, it's a Star Wars struggle word. Uh, what they're talking about at the end of the episode with the whole, um, you know, they're still trying to save 
their thing being able to make clones and keep the empire happy and stay in business they say they need one clone back to be able to make the like the the best bunch of clones they've got and i suppose you're supposed to assume they're talking about one of the bad batch because but i i think it's pretty obvious they're talking about omega because if they needed one of the bad batch they have they already have one there you know like so coming back to why is omega called omega what was so special about her? I'm going to I'm gonna say now that I'm pretty sure Omega is supposed to be like their... She is their experiment, or the first of, and she's the ultimate clone. And I think that they've taken all of the Bad Batch's abilities or tried to and tr- um, tried to embed them within her. Because I think in this episode, she shows that she has hunter skills and she shows that she has... Uh, possibly like tech skills, you know, like smarts or that sort of thing. I, I think you think you're stretching it, you know. <laughs> All she did is went in a hole, followed the, the, the. Look, Ash, would you go in that hole? <laughs> no, I wouldn't go in the hole. But no, she did go in the hole, hole, and then she just went this straight. Girl's braver than you. And then she got like w- she saw one little thing that the thing dropped, went in, got lucky that she didn't have to shoot the thing because she realized it was scared of light. I don't think you can go to the extent of assuming she's the ultimate clone. I mean, I feel like that's a bit too well, so obvious. Even after even after what they say at the end of the episode? Well, so who do you think they're talking about? Then? I think they just need another one. I think they want to, like, stick the DNAs together so they can have the best of two different members awesome. of the Bad Batch. So you're still not sure who or what Omega's thing is? I then? don't think, yeah. I don't know what Omega's thing is yet. And that's fine. I'm, I'm happy to wait to find out. It makes this a little less interesting, but... (laughs) that's fine. Um, And then I think the other important thing on the the Bad Batch side is... Well, obviously, you have this... Quick, before I forget, I'll point out that as dark as this episode was and, you know, like, fucked up (laughs) it was at times, weirdly, you do have the one wholesome scene, which is at the very end of the episode, where um, Wrecker leads Omega and shows her that he's built her um, a room of her own on the ship and it's somehow he's found a stuffed teddy bear or something to get there, which I was like, was it? That oh, was yeah, his it was from the first episode. That's right. Yeah. yeah, good point. Um, but they've like added all these, I don't know, fairy lights and <laughs> shit to it. So yep. um, that was the one. Don't wholesome. have any extra parts, but they managed to find some fairy lights. Yeah, I don't know. You got to make do what you got to do. I'm sure that was like hanging in the bathroom. They didn't need them anymore or something. Um, that, that was the one wholesome <laughs> part. And that was a great way to end the episode on that, considering how <laughs> dark it had been so, up until that point. <laughs> so- I got the impression that was meant to be like a gunner spot. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be a gunner spot, but they're like, don't need yeah, that. Yeah, it's not important. We don't need to fire on anybody. No, 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 that's fine. They're, they're not looking to start fights. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but talking about Wrecker, I think the other important thing to point out in this episode is he has this whole thing happen where he says he bumps his head uh, on the, the landing, the crash landing they have at the start of the episode. And it wasn't just like a once-off, oh, I hurt my head, and then they forget about it. You know, he pops some Pandol, he moves on. He then complains about his head hurting for the rest of the episode. Um, And it seems to be on the same side as where his inhibitor chip should be. So I'm going to... I know you're going to accuse me of, you know, stretching possibly, but I think that you may see Rekka's inhibitor chip activated within the next couple episodes, and it's going to be because he got hit on the head here. I think that's a plausible possibility. Um, my opinion, it's much more likely they just wrote it so they had a reason to have Hunter and Omega go off by themselves. 
It's possible. Uh, but the, he's still talking about when they come I mean, back. I Dylan, know. concussions are very serious. Yeah, uh, they are, I know. Yeah, sports are serious, I hear. Yeah, you know, you can die from those kind of things. So I think it was very, you know, it was very good of him to, that he talked and said he was in trouble. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, there's potential for it to be a bigger thing down the line. Uh, but you know, I think it would, th- it would be a, it would be a good episode. Like, no, I don't mean next episode, cause I think that would be too soon, but like having them have to deal with Rekka, the character that the audience, I assume loves the most other than Omega. Cause he's like the most lovable goofy of yeah. the, the clones, obviously. I think having him turn and attempt to like kill Omega or mm. whatever, and then having the clones have to deal with that. And of course that episode would have to end with them finding a way to, Stop well, the yeah, the chip. that would that actually does make sense because they've got this episode. Tech is working on a device, working on a way to do it, to yeah. work on the, uh, the chip. So, uh, yeah. you know, that would make sense. That would be cool. It would be cool. Like, uh, it'd be like a prelude before they or something. They, they yeah, they're like all stuck right, on an island and they're they're all stuck on the thing with him just going crazy and they're trying to find a way to. Yeah, they wouldn't actually be able to do on that ship, but <laughs> somewhere no, it would be a very small ship. Yeah, because be if like, they did that, it would be a uh, Black Widow be- and the Hulk. Sure, <laughs> in Avengers, yeah, you know, uh, it would be uh, yeah. Because if they did that, it would be a nice prelude for them attempting to um, save Crosshair. Yep. Then they think they've saved Crosshair, and he's been evil all along. I mean, that would be the very dark, t- <laughs> the very dark <laughs> turn for this uh, episode. But yeah, um, or this show, sorry. But again, as I talked about last week. Who knows? This could just be one season. I don't know. Um, you know, it's 16 episodes. They haven't said there's a season two. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? Um, but they end the show and the next, they just make it a mega show. She's like 10 years older. She's out for revenge. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Any final thoughts on this week's episode? No, really good. Uh, really interesting to see where they're going tonally. Um, and, you know, just filling in more of the blanks of this time period and of, of the backstory of the the clones and that kind of stuff and the rise of the empire i thought it was very funny <laughs> the soldier <laughs> saying i i never had any the empire's given me a house and a job and all this stuff the republic never gave me anything empire's been around for like three weeks they <laughs> <laughs> could have been around longer a little bit longer maybe nah. i don't know the exact it's been like 20 minutes it definitely hasn't around. been like six months to a year so <laughs> no yeah you know, so you just hold your horses and it didn't end well for him. So, I mean, Empire yeah, didn't really help you very much. That's what he gets for fucking around, you know? That's his he didn't end up dead under the Republic. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Bring it back. What a fool. Uh, yeah, this so far, 353, we got... Skyguard. So far, I would say there's been no like random filler episodes or... Uh, tangential stories which i don't know if that like sets up the tone for the rest of the show and i'm i'm gonna assume not i'm sure there will be some you know sort of monster of the week episode happening but i found it interesting because i was expecting that there'll be some story be. lulls yeah not but filler, i was expecting but, this yeah. after the first two to be the like random monster of the week sort of uh, episode but again this one didn't because even though the bad batch was sort of on a monster of the week episode um, Crosshair was not like Crosshair's storyline, which was sort of the focus was integral, you know? So maybe that's the, the balance where you yeah. have the sort of twin storylines. One's a little bit lighter and another one's like super serious or integral to yeah. what's happening kind of thing. Anyway. I mean, we're kind of joining. getting what we thought we were going to get, you know, a look at it with from the, the empire side. 
Yeah, well, I, we wasn't sure if that would drop off after uh, the premiere, I guess. Yeah. But we're going back, going back, going back. Because, yeah, it, I really wasn't sure if we'd ever see Crosshair until he just showed up, you know, like until he as the somebody. villain on the horizon or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, he's obviously, they're going to continue telling his story, which makes sense because he is part of the Bad Batch and the, the title's title, the show's titled The Bad Batch. So to, to continue telling his story, yeah. I guess, makes it's sense. About it's about the it's whole on the title. Bad Batch. It's on the whole group, not just the the ones who remain good guys, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Thank you for joining us in another episode of The Very Bad Batch. Please subscribe to Holocon Entries on all your podcast services for all our great Star Wars content. Follow all of our Twitters by heading to explosionnumber.com slash Twitter and join our Discord, explosionnumber.com slash Discord. If you liked this episode and you'd like to tell us, you can head on over to explosionnetwork.com slash support us to donate as little as a dollar or buy an Explosion Network t-shirt and many other things. Until next week. Oh, what pun have you got for me? Yeah, come on, but yeah, go for it, Ash. Fill, Listen, fill Dylan, it. there's no party yep. like a Bad Batch party because a Bad Batch party is still I, pretty I got good. none? Okay, no, I wasn't <laughs> sure where it was going. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>